Hello, welcome adventurers to the Travel Log, a podcast in which I, Stephen Hopper, my pronouns are he, him, and Lily Lavin, she, her, will be diving into the world of Faerun from the Dungeons and Dragons tabletop role-playing game. We will go area by area, town by town, to provide a background of canonical lore, as well as suggestions on what type of encounters you can run in an area, or what type of character you create whose backgrounds are based in an area. This week we're covering the South Ward of Waterdeep. Lily, uh, it seems like the South Ward has real Montreal vibes, uh, with like the tight houses back to back to each other. Um, no running water though. Everyone uses guard robes, if you know what that is. Like for the washroom? Yeah, for the washroom. Yeah, yeah. It's like kind of like that poop hole right. people poop out of uh, in like castles. Right. But do other districts have running water? So there is like central pumps and there is, yeah, there there is kind of like a plumbing system in nicer neighborhoods, especially in like the noble villas where they ca- gather water up top and then they have cisterns. And yeah, they, they actually um, make like use, use the pressured water from the top of the building down to then flush it down and have active sewers. Huh. So it's, uh, this is the, uh, the poor ward. It's poorer. Yeah. It's definitely like you're, <laughs> you're a step up from dock ward, but you're still not doing that great. Right. You know, I was, I was going to say, so I've got, if people listening are able to follow along and you're not driving, there's that interactive map at aided double fantastic water deep map you can click all the points of interest super great i'm looking at that right now and uh yeah what you're talking about the houses being really clumped together i'm looking at it and it's like they don't look any mm-hmm. more clumped together than the trade or the dock ward but then i unzoom and scroll up and it's like oh wait nope castle ward they got tons of space north ward yeah they got north <laughs> ward has like full parks in between each house <laughs> i know it's wild I was, they, they luxuriate out there yeah also, for anyone listening, yeah, there's the uh, Slop Street and Black Cloak Alley. They got it going on. Absolutely fold. Absolutely full. Full to the all, tilt. It's all, the coolest all, spot. All the points of interest are in <laughs> Slop Street. Once known as the Temple Ward, South Ward lies in the southeastern corner of Waterdeep, bounded by Trade Ward to the north and Dock Ward to the west. Caravan City, as oft forgotten ward, is sometimes known. Its warehouses, stables, coach sheds stand in plenty to serve the bustle of overland trade in and out of Waterdeep. Just out of the south gate, the caravan court is usually a dust-shrouded melee of cursing, whip-wielding drovers, brawling, bawling beasts of burden, and creaking wagons and carts. Most caravans enter or leave through the southern gate, muster or disband in the caravan court, make it a scene of non-stop activity and chaos. This is the part of town to stable your horse if you stay in Waterdeep. Southward is dominated by large, tall, old stone, mud brick, and timber warehouses. Crowded among them are three or four floor high tenements, most with shops at the street level. Trees and even bushes are few. Dust or mud is plentiful, but everything else is kept clean. The streets are always busy. The ward itself is a homely, friendly, busy, largely poor area of Waterdeep. Many of the common folk of Waterdeep dwell in Southern Ward. The amount of taverns that Dock Ward has, Southern Ward has businesses. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like uh, it would smell like horse poop. Yeah, it probably smells pretty bad here. Checks out that like if the, uh, yeah, I'm getting it that like if Dock Ward is like the ward where everything from the boat trade comes in, then this is where a lot of the, mm-hmm. or most of the land trade comes in yeah their first destination that yeah makes sense. yeah exactly so yeah that's that's where you're getting that it's like uh, technically better off than dock ward but i think sailors you know have a reputation of being very drunk uh with all the taverns too uh and kind of disorderly <laughs> yeah. so you have yeah. a bit better uh aspect of that and the caravans stay in caravan city outside the ward they come in afterwards but the majority of the people are still outside the ward oh really yeah well of the, of the caravan that makes sense. right so. that makes sense i think this would be a good place for your classic uh if you wanted to stage a rooftop chase Ooh, jump into the rooftops yeah. or if you wanted to have you know a combat that involved like you know crossbowmen on the roofs um this would be a good place yeah. because of how all the houses are so tight together yeah that's cool i like that yeah that'd be really fun jump from and like the old warehouses you gotta be careful that you don't fall through the top yeah yeah it'd be really cool yeah i like that it's kind of like it's kind of like traps but instead of traps it's just uh you know there's not enough wood under this patch of shingles yeah exactly <laughs> aurora's realm shop is a popular realms wide retail chain in each ward of the city 
because most city bred travelers live near one or at least are familiar with Aurora's catalog. This makes for a minimal delay and uncertainty when emergency purchases must be made and results in goods of known quality. When visiting catalog outlets, adventurers often check the notice board for job postings. Aurora's is in need of novice mages for mundane spellcasting, hired muscles to serve as caravan escorts, or sometimes groups of intrepid adventurers to hunt down lost shipments or to locate an obscure item. You can order many items from Aurora's and have them shipped to outlet shops in Waterdeep. So the catalog of Aurora's Realm Shops is printed in 2E. And you, you've read this, right, Lily? Yeah, it's a, it's a super fun book. There's like a whole section on cheese yeah. and like all sorts of cheese, like what cheese are from Cormier and Waterdeep and the Dale Lands. And it's like, this is so funny. Like there's actually like 30 kinds of cheese in it. Also tiers of uh, holy symbols and stuff. Also, yeah, yeah. Oh, whole, whole section of holy symbols. In, it's very in funny. that catalog, they seem to say that you can like get it delivered anywhere you are in the world and it says like realms wide here right so it's like yeah, 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 it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. i always joke that aurora's is just fantasy amazon it's fair run amazon because you send a bird and i don't know how she delivers it but it like yeah makes a point of like adventurers don't know when they need stuff so aurora's is always available and it's like wow like i'm in the middle of the forest yeah. are you sending like giant eagles griffin riders are you a wizard i, I don't know but but it's it's fantasy to see amazon it's fantastic we got a lot of really cool gadgets a lot of stuff like yeah some really cool gadgets like like a, a telescoping uh ladder or something i remember there was one that like it kind of like telescopes out or like uh like snaps together yeah there's some really inventive items and chairs chairs that latch onto the side of a tree with spikes and beds that latch onto the side of a tree with spikes so you can camp way up in the trees yeah or have yeah. someone uh Whoever's on a watch can go up to a really high part of the tree and uh, get a good view of the surrounding area so that, um, you know, if someone's coming to get the drop on you, you can actually get the drop on them. Yeah, um, yeah, that's great. Some really some really cool stuff. Shoe blades. I don't mm. know. It's hard to say. They have, you know, the merchant's corner, the fighter's corner, the rogue's yeah. corner. Yeah, they have one for and, like uh, every kind of major class. And it's at least the two second edition classes. Right. And uh, yeah. it's, yeah, it's interesting. And the prices, for the most part are pretty decent yeah yeah no I, I like it and it's fun that there's all these outlets here a good thing to uh kind of play up with your uh with your party if you're in Waterdeep. i found it on the map as uh, clicked a million little marker points until i found it and it is on the way of the dragon way of the dragon brian the sword master smithy makes some of the best swords you can get but comes at a higher price than you'll find elsewhere because all of his swords are made to order Nick Kolsch, the weaver, uh, is for bespoke outfits. Nooths find nets for anything rope-related, even a thin and presley strong cord favored by rogues. Pelivers counters essentials and sundries. Ballister's hand for craft goods. Azimuth's equipment for venturing gear and toolkits. Its wooden sign showing an armored knight walking doubled over with an overstaffed pack. Inside, the shop is surprisingly organized and well-kept. A shop boy always kept polishing and dusting the rack of weapons and armor behind the counter. There are barrels and racks of nearly any conceivable piece of equipment usable by adventurers at reasonable prices. If you have time for Esmuth's long-winded stories. Amrani's Laundry is busy servicing the inns and boarding houses of the area. Piedrin's Clothiers creates clothes, cloaks being his specialty with his contacts at the watchful order of magistrate and protectors he can obtain magical cloaks he loves a good hegel and is happy to sell for cheap to those who he likes crabalore silversmiths for all your silver needs his specialty item is creating unique carved silver goblets of which he boasts that no set is like any other in the past he has created goblets with bases of fire with smoke becoming the goblet or giants in the base holding up cornucopias. Krebelors is a slow worker and a gruff dwarf, but his skill is unmatched. Larian's Cartographers is one of the best cartographers, formerly based at Zorstar, has opened his new shop in Grocer Lane, establishing his own business for creating maps on order for affordable fee. Loran and his staff will take logbooks, notes, and descriptions of lands in the area of question and create maps of desired size. Loran is also noted as a top-rate illustrator and is commissioned quite often to render portraits of customers. 
Joaquin's wares uh, is a money lender and pawn shop filled with a lot of strange items given up to relieve debt. Helvegi's coin also is a money lender, but the owner is faithful of Leviatar and a very dangerous man. The Medusa's glare is a sculpture shop that has a front for the Harpers and is a safe house. Uh, a grocer is run by an enterprising water deviant halfling here out of his own home. The Flame of Hope is a candlebaker shop, and Orm's High Bench Trading Company has its official offices here. And surprisingly, is the only trading company with offices here. You'd think there'd be more. So what you're saying is if you have a party that's really into shopping episodes, they'll <laughs> yeah. love this place. They will they'll love absolutely this place. absolutely love this place. <laughs> also, what you can do, and what I suggest doing, is yeah. write down as many shop names and the districts they're in as you can. Mm-hmm. And when your party first gets to Waterdeep, and inevitably go up to a guard or if you have, you know, barristers or whoever, a street caller and go, you know, hello, good sir, where are the good shops and taverns? Then pull out your list and just go, <laughs> well, there's the swordsmithy Brian, there's Nesh- Nelkosh the weaver, there's Nueth's fine nets, there's Palovar's counter, there's Ballista's hand, there's Esmith's equipment, <laughs> there's Amrani's launder, there's... Crabalore Silversmiths, there's Laren Cartographers, there's Joaquin's Wares, there's the Medusa Glare, there's the Grosha, there's the Flame of Hope, there's Orm's High Bench, and you can just list off a million as fast as you can, and the party will just be like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> maybe we're good. <laughs> classic, classic, uh, classic encounter, classic joke. Also, I yeah. want to know what these, uh, I feel like it would quickly become a meme if one of your members went into a store and you went... Yes, this is an impressively strong cord. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think it would instantly become a campaign meme. Cord. And every every single time the rogue takes it out, they'll be like, uh, can you pass me your rope? No. It's an impressively okay. strong cord. Can you pass me your impressively strong cord? <laughs> yes, it is an impressively strong cord. Thank you very much. I paid extra for this impressively strong cord. Impressively strong cord. Apparently it's like fireproof and then also like it's really thin so people uh, pass by it more often. It's like a stealthy rope. It's like a cord instead of a rope. It's like a yeah. Sam's rope. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, except every time magical. every time they uh, use the yeah, I mean Sam gets a rope of climbing, I think, in the Lord of the right. Rings, which is a rope that will fasten yeah. itself and unfasten itself when you throw it and stuff. Um, right, right, and it right. seems to do that. But whenever I watch Lord of the Rings, I'm always so like. The rope is so thin and flimsy yeah. looking. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like, what did the makers of this movie, like, did they just go like, oh, crap, we forgot to get the rope. Someone go out. And, like, the closest thing was, like, the dollar store. <laughs> True. Then I gotta put, like, a sparkly filter on it. <laughs> it gets me every time. It's just, like, this crappy little, like, not even an inch wide <laughs> rope. It's an impressively strong yeah. cord. Yeah, yeah, It's very good. I like this Laran's Cartographers. I... I think it's really fun that they'll make a, a map of some place that you've like written about, which is helpful for, for players in the past. And then also yeah. like, I think it'd be fun to play maybe like a cartographer working for him on commission. Like you go out and you, every time you have an adventure, you come back and you give him the, that'd be cool. You know, your logbook. Yeah. That'd be cool. I think playing a cartographer and not just like, yeah. I'm the cartographer for the group. Uh, playing like an actual cartographer who the reason you go into these life-threatening areas is to make maps and you're just like oh man this would be such a fun character you're like right right (laughs) like you're like cult about map making like you're like the world has to be mapped without maps we are nothing the thing that separates man from beast (laughs) maps if the world is mapped, we can understand it. And if we understand it, then it yeah. is not threatening and scary. What I am doing is making the world accessible for the young orphan on the street who doesn't even know how to get to the store. He will with one of my maps. Like, I think that would be so much fun. You're just, like, totally ideologically obsessed with maps. Yeah, well, and if you ever do a dungeon and they're like, ah, okay, well, we know which way to go, I think, so let's not go down that way. You're like, no, no, no. We must. I must know what's down that way. We must go into every nook and cranny so I can map it. I just love it. Yeah, exactly. Because I feel like you're either going to have to be making ridiculous amounts of money to justify yeah. adventuring as a map maker, or mm. you got to be like, like a zealot. Yeah, exactly. And I think the zealot is more forgiving to the DM, but also just incredibly 
fun. Play it's a funny. zealot barbarian yeah. even, and you're 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 not religious. You're just really like you die because they can get revived, yeah. and every time you get revived, you're like, <gasps> it's because I need to make more maps. And then they, I haven't finished map making yet. Are they the ones that get rage beyond death? Yeah, they do. Where eventually, if you're in your rage, you can keep doing stuff at zero HP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because you can flavor that one. You can flavor Rage Beyond Death as just, I can't die now. I'm not finished my map. <laughs> Very good. I haven't even been to Icewind Dale yet. <laughs> Only the most wealthy and powerful water deviants can afford large private libraries of bound tomes. Though a majority of citizens can read, and they do so often, most citizens own a few well-worn chapbooks, some scrolls, and a large selection of short scrolls, commonly known as broadsheets. Apt to contain anything from poetry to furious arguments against guilds, governing policies, or methods of time and roofs, chapbooks are most often devoted to memoirs or to romantic tales of either the tearful or body variety. On a given day, 30 to 40 regularly produced broadsheets are for sale on the streets, in some shops, and Baradan's World of Words on High Street, west uh, front just a few doors from Waymoot, even specialize in broadsheets. Many Water Davians are fans of particular broadsheets, preferring the political rants, sly social comments, jokes, and serialized adventures, often body or pranks them, they contain. Broadsheet vendors are usually young street children or the printers themselves. They are universally known as broadcriers for their common habit of calling out headlines. The Daily Trumpet is a broadsheet printer based out of Southward. The trumpet has many eyes and ears, and much of what is reported tends to be found true. While the editor, one Carson Inns, is given to provocative and enticing headlines and reporting, he does tend to steer clear of outright libel and definitely takes care not to openly insult or question the lords and their rulings. This is all that keeps him and his staff of 12 from being exiled outside the city walls. Love it. We've already talked extensively about playing a reporter in Baldur's Gate, mm -hmm. but I, th I think it's a really good character if you're planning on spending the majority of the campaign in one city. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. It becomes a little hard to justify for me if you're going random adventuring and you're a reporter because you got to bring it back. Maybe yeah. if... No, if your not. character dies mm -hmm. and you're like level 10 or 12, maybe this becomes hard to justify why you're level 12. Yeah. But coming in halfway through the campaign as a reporter who is specifically writing a piece about the rest of the party and them saving the world, like the current quest line, I think that right. that right, could right, be pretty right, fun. Right, right. You'd get to like interview all the party members and stuff. But this would be a great place to work if you were playing an actual like Waterdeep campaign where you were the majority of it was going to take place in Waterdeep. I mean, you could also play like a, a water Davian or noble person who loves chapbooks about yeah. the body adventures and you're like, you want to live your own body adventure True. fantasy, you know, you, you've gotten way too into the books and or even a writer maybe and you're like, I've run out of, you know, I'm washed up, I've run out of ideas. Maybe you're like a semi-famous one. Like if you say the titles of your body adventures, people will know the titles, but like you you haven't written a good one in a while because you've run out of steam. So now you're mm -hmm. you're out traveling trying to get new new material. It's the uh, classic bard. Yeah, <laughs> going around for materials for your ballads. Yeah, except your ballads are short little comics. Yeah, yeah. There's I forget if it was Ed on Twitter, or if it's just one of the source books from back in the day. But I remember we were looking up because we were interested about. Yeah, just the overall literacy of the world, and mm -hmm. it. I guess it didn't really surprise me. It's just we've all kind of made the world pretty literate in our games right yeah when we learned that everyone most people have these chap books which are those the small ones yeah they're the small books they're like yeah they're like novellas i yeah. guess is what yeah, we yeah, would yeah. call them like short books and yeah. most people have collections of them but i forget if it was ed's tweet or if it was this source book but it confirmed that most of the chap books are erotica yeah and that <laughs> and that they're like adventurer erotica though <laughs> it's like the tale of grong the well-endowed barbarian and you know <laughs> celestria the lonesome high elf and, uh, you know, he saves her and she gets all horny for him and stuff. And it's so funny because there's things that pop up in this world where it's like, Ed, <laughs> come on. You can't be this horny on me. He's a very, he's a very sexually liberated man. <laughs> Go to your alternate account. Yeah. Uh, but I personally, I love that lore. And in my game, they find erotic novels 
constantly. All the time, yeah. <laughs> our, our, one of our favorite ones that our old uh, last campaign bard had was Fifty Shades of Fae. That's right. a good one. And Doth Thou Lift was quite good. No, Dost Thou Hoist. Hoist, right. Doth Thou Hoist. Yes, yes, yes. That yes, was right. a great one, too. The Old Monster Shop. There's a stone warehouse that sports a door marked with Beware Guardian Monsters Within. It is flanked by a pair of tall, massive, arched cart doors. Shops where one can buy live monsters are rare anywhere in Faerun. His clientele includes jaded nobles looking for exotic things to hunt, eat, or play with, those who want to create a sensation at parties or with traveling shows, or just to acquire a wall trophy they can boast about. Adventurers in need of practice, breeders and wizards needing live material for their researches, and so on. In pools, cages, and a variety of imprisoning containers in the cellars, Felden keeps an ever-changing roster of monsters to sell to them. He also has a room of jugged, jarred, or coffered remnants from horns and bottled gore to pelts and scales. These valuables are guarded by a local staff of guardian monsters, four watch spiders, two gargoyles, uh, two mimic cart doors, and a space mimic that pretends to be the door at the bottom of a cellar stairs most of the time, and a female-looking stone golem known as Oldra. Some who live near the old monster shop claim they've seen folks go inside and never come out again, and also seen folks come out that they swear never went in. Members of the Watchful Order who have too much drink say more. Some claim Felden has some sort of monster in the depths of his cellar that gives birth to other creatures. Others claim that he has several gates that link him to faraway places in the realm. Both trails are true. Felden has a deep spawn hidden in his cellar and a row of unmarked closet doors that are actually entrances to a webwork of two-way gates connecting his shop to so, a wild multitude of areas in Faerun. Space Mimic is the funniest fucking shit. Oh my god, I just looked it up, and for everyone listening, it is just exactly what it is. Yeah. It is a mimic <laughs> from space. Because when they made spell, oh, it's a mimic from space. Yeah, because oh, when wow. they made Spelljammer, they were like, "Oh, we want mimics." So, uh, like, it's literally just it's it's the counterpart for mimics <laughs> that live in space, and they just I call them it space like a, mimics. A mimic that is. I thought it was like a mimic that no, no. takes up space. No, no, no. One from it's space. A space. It's a space alien mimic. The thing that sets them apart is that they're wizards. They're wizard mimics. Okay. They're wizard mimics from space. I didn't think I would ever say from that space. sentence, but this guy has a wizard mimic from space. It is, uh, I think, the only uh, one in the Forgotten Realms. This guy's, because oh the rest are gosh. in space. Um, this is the silliest thing I've ever looked up. Why? It's so silly. We've talked about Deep Spawn before. They're like weird circles with a bunch of tentacles and hydra heads and stuff. But... Yeah, this is cool. Are you sure it's two gargoyles and not margoyles? <laughs> no, and this one is gargoyles. It's not, not margoyles. Yeah, this he time? Could, he didn't get the margoyles in this one. <laughs> couldn't couldn't afford the margoyles. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I like that you could buy monsters. This would be a good place for like if you wanted to like really reward like a beast master, mm. level up level up their level up their uh, beast, you know, yeah. into like an owl bear, um, or if there was like a quest that was hingent, or the monsters get released into the city somehow by nefariousness. Yeah. I think monsters released in the city is a good one. Yeah. Though I do okay. I understand that like the word rare still applies if there's like ten places because that's rare. Yeah. But the only main city we've been in that doesn't have a place to buy monsters <laughs> is El Torel. <laughs> yeah true i understand that like okay so you can only get them in the metropolitan cities that's that that is rare but like the way they say it like it's rare to get them anywhere it's like i mean okay joaquin's promenade can, canonically sells exotic animals and monsters suzale had a place you could canonically buy exotic animals and monsters same with baldur's gate it's like yeah. they're everyone's selling monsters yeah i okay here's my pitch play the owner of the shop as Joe, Joe Exotic from the Tiger King. Yeah, you yeah. could. <laughs> just play full Joe Exotic. You can have him in here, do a funny accent, and he's just all obsessed with, like, he thinks every monster is beautiful. You have to bring them in, and, like, yeah, I think that would be great. Also, like, if you if you get in good with him, maybe he, like, lets you know where some of his portals go because they, they're all to, like, yeah. places where monsters are. So maybe, like, you'll be stuck in a dungeon. And you're like, wait a second. I think one of the monster shop portals are here. <laughs> like, go. It would also be a pretty fun quest line, depending on the campaign you were running. Is well, a you could just full 
full cloth rip off Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. Right, right, um, right. Oh no, my suitcase full of beasts. Do they actually look for Fantastic Beasts in that? I feel like that's like the premise, but then there's like Grindelwald and there's Dumbledore yeah, doing his, things. Like, briefcase like, o- his, it's actually about beasts. His like, briefcase opens and all his fantastical creatures get released in New York. Uh, okay. He goes around and is a Pokemon master and collects them all. And then okay. by the second movie, the main character is now irrelevant because he's found all the beasts and there's very little reason for him to be in the second movie. But okay, fuck. What was I gonna say? Yeah, you could whole cloth rip off Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. Give your party members, uh, you know, briefcase of holding that can keep creatures alive in it and everything if you wanted. Mm. I bet you they wouldn't even notice. The movie sucks. If you don't have any good Harry Potter, if you don't have any huge Harry Potter fans in your party, <laughs> nobody's seen this movie. Come on. I watched it when I had like no, no come on even if they, even if you have yeah you I watched it when I had it. like a fever and stuff <laughs> on some you know <laughs> camera rip from the theaters uh, I don't know why either way or um, I think another one would be a fun quest line is all of his portals has closed mm, mm. suddenly suddenly they all malfunctioned and closed his space mimic I don't know his alien wizard mimic threw a hissy fit and deleted all the portals. <laughs> And so now you have to go to all the places the portals were and reestablish them. For That's him. cool. That's fun. Yeah, I like that. That'd be a really good way to show your party the world, a lot of traveling. Also, what's really fun about it is so you get to the heart of Manticore land. You fought off all these Manticores. You fought off the poachers coming in for the Manticores because you work for this poacher. Only one person can poach. Yeah, only one poacher. <laughs> only, only one may poach. Um and you finally take the magic item he has that links the spot to his cellar and the portal opens and you jump into it while the manticores are running after you and bam you're back at Waterdeep starting again for the next portal adventure yeah 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 exactly so yeah y- you get to re-go back to Waterdeep at the end of each quest fast travel because of the portals and i think exactly that that's yeah, and that's, a, that's your like main base where you buy stuff that's great that's wonderful especially i think this is a fantastic quest line if you have like a really casual group mm. who you know maybe you meet every two weeks or right, once a month yeah. and like you guys you guys are really playing beer and pretzels D, and you're not here for huge sprawling campaigns of political intrigue you're here to fight monsters level up and then not think about D for two weeks and I think this would be a fantastic Monster of the Week yeah. beer and pretzels D&D game, especially because in between opening the portals, you can take, you know, two weeks downtime every mm-hmm. time in Waterdeep. Mm-hmm. And you guys can maybe like text each other your downtime activities and stuff. Yeah, that's great. I think it could be. That's great. I think this would be a fantastic beer and pretzels yeah, campaign. I like that a lot. Highlights all the monsters. It's super cool. The Full Cup Tavern is a favorite of cheap cart drivers, notable for three things. The brawls that occur here with distressing regularity, the truly incredible cold winter drafts that send icy fingers stabbing into every corner of the place, the bowls of hot buttered mushroom grown in the tavern's own dung cellars. The dung is largely from horses and oxen that crowd the streets around and lies several feet deep in the noisome cellar. An enterprising thief and rogue can pay to hide items or bodies in the dung. The spouting fish is popular. This brightly lit establishment succeeds largely because it's relentless street crying advertising and its strategic location. Many folks entering the city via Southgate get to its huge upright spouting fish water fountain, decide they are thirsty, and stay thirsty with all the heavily salted food here. The beer golem's heavy wood sign depicts a, uh, a keg tap emitting an amber-colored elemental whose beer suds for its hair and beard, who raises its drinking horn to a potential patron. Known as a good place to go for imported brews and to watch a bard play. The Red Gauntlet is a sleepy place. There's little food to be had beyond fried fish, whey bread, and rabbit and fowl stew. Folks are allowed to drink themselves to sleep here. Loud snores are taken to a back room. Others sleep where they sit, watched over against thieves and the midnight sun tavern is nothing special the sword dress tavern is for strong drinks strong arms and thick skulls uh the salt thing is the funniest little small <laughs> con i've ever heard in my life we just put too yeah. much salt on everything and people get thirsty <laughs> they want to drink more yeah i think cobalt's press tome of beasts one or two has an ale elemental oh that's great that's fun so if you want to actually have the beer golems amber colored elemental perfect there is a yeah I think they actually have a beer elemental in it. They also have something called a tavern drake, 
which is a, mm. a special type of drake, a dragon, that uh, has evolved alongside humanoids in humanoid settlements. And it's just like this really fat little dog of a dragon that sits in taverns and begs for food and ale and eats all the scraps. <laughs> and it's just an alcoholic little chubby dragon. <laughs> They're very funny looking. I love them. They speak common. So they actually like walk up to you on all fours. You know, they're, they're a beer bloated belly scraping on the wood. And they walk up and they go, please, sir. My, I have a drink. <laughs> I'll give you the nice cuddles. I love it. <laughs> Fantastic. Throw that in any of these taverns, and your party will love the little tavern drink, yeah. your little beer beer dragon, <laughs> ale dragon. Also, you have a contest in one of these places, taverns, and... I don't know, someone, I don't know what the contest is, a contest of magic and might or something. It especially helps if you have an alcoholic in your party, and then you give them the cobalt press, if they win, you give them the cobalt press um, homebrew spell, Aeldritch Blast. <laughs> a stream of ice-cold ale blasts from your outstretched hands toward a creature or object within range. On a hit, it takes 1d8 cold damage and must make a con saving throw or be poisoned till the end of its next turn. I love it. <laughs> That's a, a targeted creature has disadvantage on the saving throw if they've drank any alcohol within the last hour. Give, like, the Tavern Keep or the, uh, you know, Tavern Drake eldritch blast yeah and then they can teach it to your party and your party's alcoholic can be like eldritch blast yeah this is great the the hiding things in the dung is very funny yeah yeah it's there's just like some funny little things happening in these bars that i i appreciate yeah rude's stroll is a short avenue from caravan court to Trollwall in the southern ward it is haunted by the hooded ghost of the mage ruid whose touch causes deathly chills to those he meets in foggy nights all attempts to banish or turn the spirit have failed. Those who brave its unearthly approach and allow Ruid to pass through them learn a secret truth about someone or something in their life if they survive. Ooh. Secret truth ghost. Secret truth ghost. I love it. It's cool. Uh, if your party needs something that no one knows, someone goes, well, maybe Ruid could help you, but he's not very agreeable. And then they have to go try and get this uh, ghost to give them secret, unlock some secret information rather than, you know, fight. That could be fun. Yeah. Barter with a ghost. Maybe they roll like wisdom saves and if they pass out, they forget what they got. But like if they, you know, withstand, they can know it. And yeah. There's a lot of alleys in Waterdeep, a lot of like known alleys. Some have strange things going on in them, but like the alleys of Waterdeep are a real thing. Yeah. The Jade Dancer looks like what it is. Warehouse with a grand front tacked on. Its upper floors open onto a broad, two-tiered balcony overlooking the dancing court, which boasts intricate ornamental wrought iron railing and potted fruit trees. Inside, minstrels play on a hanging gallery suspended from the ceiling on chains above a raised central stage where dancers and singers perform. The stage and the gallery dominate an open central well that soars up to a roof skylight. Interior balconies or promenades of upper floors open onto the well and look down on the stage. So it kind of sounds like, you know, when you have like a yeah, like a dance floor and you have kind of like a, a catwalk or walkway around it, you know? Yeah, second floor. Uh, what is it? A mezzanine. Mezzanine, yeah. Three large, wide curving circular staircases rise around the well to link the floors. They provide a good view of shows. They are often lined with standing patrons. The place is beloved by young water Davians wanting to be in the rush of new fashion or to be seen as part of the counterculture social scene. The establishment is named for its star attraction, Jade, a magically animated, incredibly beautiful life-size jade statue fashioned to look like a human woman. It begins an evening with no hair, but grows illusionary flowing hair as it moves until a floor-length train of tresses flows behind it and around it. The hair then vanishes to begin growing again. The cycle takes about an hour. <laughs> a wild variety of drinkables can be had here, from glowing amber dwarven thorol becardol to cool minty green shondath ice wine, favored by some elves and halflings. Among humans, Al and Tal's slurp syrup, well-spiked cherry syrup, is popular, along with Fowl's thirst quencher, a mix of six beers and winter wine all served by the boisterous bartender. 
She loves to talk to guests at the bar and is a great source of jokes, information on current fads and interests among the swinging young of Waterdeep and gossip about who's involved with whom among the Waterdeep's nobles and moneyed families. There are persistent whispers that the Jade Dancer, being a transformed, trapped human woman, perhaps a princess or noble lady. There are also tales of her occasionally taking a male patron up to one of the rooms that the men were never seen again. Mostly, the disappearing men are men who the owner notices are bothering other patrons and brings them to the back rooms to deal with them privately by using spells to get them to leave. Ah, uh, so the Jade Woman doesn't do it, just the owner does. Yeah, the, the owner uses the Jade Woman to, like, leave them. Oh, no, I was thinking that the Jade Woman's just like a folktale. Owner goes up to people and says, hey, will you stop messing around and come with me? And takes them out back, deals with them privately. And then the story is that, oh, it must right, be right, the right, Jade right. Woman doing it because everyone was freaking right. drunk and didn't notice the owner take the guy out of the room. <laughs> That's how I read this. That's fair. Uh, which I think is pretty funny I uh, because, like, you go on this whole quest, you know, people have assured you that there's nefariousness from the jade wom- the jade statue that's clearly a woman she's been killing my friends i've so far lost tobias and tom and so you do this big like subterfuge quest to get in there in the middle of the night and try and attack the statue and then it's just a statue and the owner comes out and is like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> and you're like well we're trying to save the people your statue have been killing you madman and the guy goes who did my statue kill and it's like tom and tobias and the guy's like uh no, those guys are just freaking arseholes. I took them out back and teleported them to Suzale. <laughs> Didn't want to see them again, okay? Those guys were jackasses. You want to know what they did? I've had five complaints about them harassing people. Um, and you're like, oh, this is awkward. Oh, sorry. That'd, uh... be, that'd be pretty funny. Yeah. Also, there's a page break on our script here. Yeah. Right at the sentence. And so I thought it just said, mostly the disappearing men are men. <laughs> and it's like, oh, really? Really? I I didn't notice it kept going after that. And I was like, oh, wow, fancy that. Who would thunk? <laughs> yeah, I like this, though. I, I mean, I, I like it and I don't like it because the hair thing is, like, kind of stupid, but it's stupid in one of those ways where it's like, who, who, who thinks of this? As, I know, it's a very strange thing. It's very strange. Like, once the hair touches the floor, the barkeep is like, all right, the hair's touched the floor, everybody out. And then does he shave it? He must. No, no, no. It, it, it just like magically grows and I think it recedes or it just like all falls off. Let's the say. hair vanishes. Uh, I think the hair uh, then vanishes. Yeah, it just vanishes. Oh, yeah. The cycle takes about an hour. I, I, I think it's kind of funnier if he shaves it and he uses that for his clock for opening hours. All right. Statue's bald. Everyone in. All right. Hair's touched the floor. Everybody out. I'll teleport you to Zazale if you don't leave. I, it's It's very like like but like it's very much like a venue like they have like a raised platform that yeah bards play on and like a dance like it sounds like a dance club it's very interesting for yeah, it for uh, D to have like a dance club go here and have a rave yeah it's pretty much a rave have the sweaty cave rave and it's in an old warehouse yeah it just sounds like a rave. exactly what it is in the court outside the jade dancer on a night of a full moon a moonlight sphere will appear 40 feet in diameter the sphere is by law open to all and is seen as a whole edifice of Saloon. What makes the sphere attractive to those who do not worship Saloon is its major magical property. Living beings who enter it and will themselves to rise can fly about inside the sphere's radiant confines. Traditionally, courting couples come here to dance in the air and kiss on high, floating so only their lips touch. Yo, who, this, this guy who owns the Jade Dancer either tried really hard to buy this place or just got incredibly lucky i think he tried really what? hard he's like this is the best what <laughs> yeah because whoever owned this wouldn't want to give it up yo yeah. you just have this magical anomaly that happens in this exact spot all the time yeah 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 what it's pretty great <laughs> what that's so like did he buy it not knowing that and then he was like, like no he bought it knowing that like he muscled his way and it says in the in the lore that I didn't okay well that here. lore is stupid he went and bought a warehouse and was like, and was like, all right, that's where I'm going to keep my weight. What is that? And then he's like, he's like, all right, we got to open a dance club. That's the people who will like yeah. this. My life as a warehouse. There's a sign. My life as a warehouse here is over. Dance club. That's a disco ball if I've ever seen one. 
There are tales of even more ardent activities between intimate couples within the spheres radius. Of course there is. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Guests in the Jade Dancer customarily extend their festivities into the court on nights of the full moon and drift or fly while drinking. More daring even leap from the balconies of the Jade Dancer into the moon sphere. It is a mark of social daring or debonair nonchalance to do this without spilling even a drop of one's drink. I love Yeah. I love that. I also love that it says the sphere is by law yeah. open to all. <laughs> like, I just find that so funny. It's this <laughs> magical anomaly and it's like, no, by law, everyone has to be able to go into it. And it's like, well. Yeah. Like no one could build something around it, I think is the idea. Wait, what do you, what, what do you mean? By law, everybody's allowed into it. All you have to do is not stop people from going into it. Yeah, pretty much. Like, I love that there's a law saying the government won't keep you from going into this. Yeah. (laughs) There are many tales of dancers finding their true love in this sphere. Even Peregrine, once High Lord of Waterdeep, is said to have met his bride, Metheria, here. Saloon herself is said to sometimes appear conferring powers, punishments, and geese-like directives upon folks. It's actually gesh. Gesh, oh. It's an Irish word. Oh, gesh-like directives upon her folk. Her priestesses try to send at least one of their numbers to dance and pray in the moon sphere each time it appears. There's also a ghostly tale about the phantoms of seven murdered princesses sometimes seen dancing in the sphere. These young ladies, all of the royal house of Tithir, were slain in Waterdeep some eighty winters back by a cruel host, their uncle, who wanted the throne. After a night of joyful dancing in the moon sphere, which they found wondrous, the princes were very tired. Their uncle replaced their pillows and their beds with mimic rubs. The unfortunate girls were found dead in the morn, intact except for their heads, which had been eaten away to clean bare skulls. Oh, what a way to go. Right? Oh, <laughs> oh, it's, it, that is a good, like... D&D yeah. dark noble way to kill someone, you know? Yeah, it really is. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of... Uh, I have noticed so far, and I don't know if this is a trend that's going to continue, but Waterdeep seems to have a lot of, you know, the spirits of women who are vindictive towards men. Right. Or have met their end with men. Like, if we're to believe the rumors of the statue going around killing men you know right 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 yeah i think it's kind of a theme of i guess it's kind of a theme of fantasy in general though yeah it's kind uh, of theme of fantasy yeah you could probably switch some of these to you know the vengeful spirit of a guy or a person or a yeah you know not the tropey you know the seven princess like i don't know um it's cool though yeah yeah take off the gender ladenness of it well also like the it says the seven princesses and like I, I, I don't I have to look up if Tetherian nobility favors men or not. It just seems like, yeah. It's just always phantoms Strange. of dead women. I guess there was that ghost, that yeah. wizard ghost, so that's a bit better. But um, Wizard. Yeah, I freaking love this. I think this would just be a great little excursion your party gets to go on, you know, do some dancing, some whims- a whimsical night of debauchery, I think would be really fun. And I think it's also a really good spot for... So in Toril, the moon is followed by... Uh, like a scarf of stars a tail of stars Hmm. and they're called saloon's Hmm. tears and so saloon lives there she lives on those tears that follow the moon she she lives there and Hmm. her palace is there and you can just like hop on a spell jammer and go say hello to saloon (laughs) and there's sometimes in lore and stuff it says you know clergy will get brought up there for important when saloon really takes notice and all that stuff but if for whatever reason your party had to go to saloon's tears these this asteroid belt that follows the moon um there's a whole bunch of them and she lives on one of them i think this would be a really cool place to open up a portal to that place right right right, yeah because not only is it already connected to saloon not only can it only happen on a midnight but also you've got the issue of you have to convince everyone not to go in it but by law you can't force them out. But you can't bring a whole club full of people to Saloon's palace, or you can, and that would be pretty fun. Yeah, 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 that's great. <laughs> I think if you had a quest that you needed to go to Saloon's Tears, I think this would be a fun little hurdle. Either you bring a crowd full of drunk people into Saloon's house, or you try and get everyone out breaking the law. Yeah, it's great. The House of Good Spirits boasts the best and cheap selection of liquors and strong drinks in the entire city of Splendor, even if you have to sit in the stinking brewery to drink its wares. It's the headquarters of the Brewers Guild, and has all kinds of brews. The inn provides only a basic menu of food. Roast boar, 
rabbit and small stew, fowl, vegetables, squirrels, and the like, always simmering in the kitchen, and a cheese and mustard salt bread melts. Small circular loaves of very tasty bread. It is widely rumored that a large amount of treasure, a dragon's horn, a dragon's hoard brought back to Waterdeep by an adventuring company sponsors the guild long ago hidden somewhere in and around the house. Would-be prospectors are warned that the staff take very dim view of people who dig and pry at walls, floors, and ceilings. The adventuring band, the guild adventuring company, colloquially known as the Flying Flagons, all perished at Yatar, defending it against rain orcs. This is remembered in the fall of the company written by the company's bard, Felistin, and sent by spell to a comrade a day's hard ride distance as the adventurers fought their last fight. These days, most guild members can recall only a snatch of the song, but visitors beware. If you laugh or offer disrespect when this stanza is sung, all men singing with tears in their eyes are apt to raise up and separate you from your life. The Coach and Wagon Hall, Saddlers and Harness Makers Hall, Builders Hall, Roadhouse, Coach Drivers Guild, Metal Master Hall, and the Stonehouse, Roofers and Carpenters Guild are also in this ward. I love phrasing it as separate you from your life. Yeah. <laughs> also, I misheard and read that as a dragon horn, uh. <laughs> not a horde. And because of this, I think I would rewrite it into some sort of magical dragon horde. <laughs> that sounds pretty... Dragon horde is pretty stock. Also, there's a whole campaign adventure about finding a dragon horde in Waterdeep. Yeah. Waterdeep. <laughs> so we don't need another one sticking around. I think a dragon horn, you know, like the horn of a black dragon, yeah. and it has some magical properties to it hidden within the drywall. Do you know how cool that is? Yeah, it's super cool. If you have a drake warden in your party, or anyone who doesn't love a magic dragon horn... <laughs> That's great. I love that. Uh, while tales tell of heroes rich and famous, few are told of those who dare dungeons and lose. Kyber Edric, an aged paladin of Helm, lost his wife and eldest son to assassins 20 years ago while he was off on a quest, and he doesn't know to this day what happened to his youngest children, boy and girl twins. This turned his duties to protect those weak and watching over those who were forgotten or lost due to misplaced heroism. He takes in many orphans off Waterdeep streets and feeds and clothes them. Together with the help of various temples throughout the city, Kyber teaches the children basic reading, writing, and history of the realms. Tamora's Blessing is a rough-and-tumble tavern, always filled to the brim with veterans and would-be adventurers. This is a wondrous place to hear and tell stories of the north and beyond. Take care not to dispute the veracity of anyone's tales, however, as many brawls are started that way. The hill giant bartender, who alleges that he's really a trapped soul of Trant, a dwarven cleric of Tamora, wields a large warhammer that tends to end any arguments and disruptions quite forcefully. Temple of Good Cheer is a makeshift temple of Millie and Lyra, in which a couple teaches music lessons and preaches the graces of the two patron gods. I love that the tavern is run by a hill giant. Yeah, that's crazy <laughs> i love that also um okay character concept yeah. bam Waterdeep campaign or not Waterdeep campaign that mm -hmm. you expect to go to Waterdeep in you are these twins oh yeah that's cool and you just you 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 don't know it well you know it as a player but you don't know it as uh characters and you just go through the adventure and it's up to the dm yeah for you to ever figure it out and ever your father ever to find you yeah and so cool concept also is one of the plane shift supplements which you can get for free online they are uh, official dnd but not like official official they're published by wizards of the coast they're written by wizards of the coast but they're not made by the dnd team they're made by the magic the right, gathering right, right. team so it's kind of like right. it's as is it's as official as um unearthed arcana is how i would describe it mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. one of the plane shift documents has a race that is actually egyptian dog people but right, right. none of their features have anything to do with being dogs. Mm, what their features okay. have to do with is you have a twin. Oh. And so if, if you and your twin, it also says it can be a super special best friend <laughs> if you want it to be. I forget what it is, but if you and your twin are within 30 feet of each other, you get benefits. If, you're fur if you can't, and if you ever can't see your twin, you get a little bit of a negative. Oh. And... Ever since reading that race, I've been wanting to find a concept for it so That's bad. So cool. That sounds so, that sounds so fun. Cool, yeah. 
Yeah. One of you is a zealot barbarian. <laughs> one of you is a cleric. Bam. Bam. You have class synergy too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the cleric yeah, yeah. can keep reviving you. Your quest is to, I don't know, get so famous you find your dad. Either way, cool concept. Play those two twins. Yeah, yeah. I think that's cool. I and mean, you can come up with like Love it. what you remember of the night that it happened. And, you know, yeah. I think that's really cool. Or just like know that your dad wasn't there when the whole thing went down. And then, yeah, I think it's cool. And you've got like a piece of armor or a gauntlet or, you know, you got some weird little trinket. Yeah, yeah, that's great. The Safe Haven Inn is the largest building in South Ward. The Safe Haven is the most popular inn in the ward. Its tables are always filled by early evening with diners and bar patrons, and its rooms quickly filled after that. Through the diligence of the head waiter and the unspoken threat of the bouncers, few troublemakers ever disturb the peace here. Many nobles flock to this inn for the stumptuous meals and easygoing company, as well as the nightly musical entertainment by Arikim Arim. The inn is built upon the site of a former warehouse of Laurel Gildan, the exiled guildmaster of Waterdeep. Many whispers that the bones of many of his opponents rest beneath the inn still. The noble house Polkomir took so greatly to the southern ward that they moved their villa here, saying that they prefer to live among the true people than those who look to use them. Fucking gentrification. Yeah, gentrifying. You gentrify in our cool neighborhood with your rich villa. Get your villa out of here. Yeah. You're driving up rent prices. Pretty soon they're going to be putting a Starbucks. Uh, I don't know what else. Uh, a Lathander box. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Quest idea. Bam. Lorar Gildag. Mm-hmm comes back he's disgruntled he's upset he's he's tired of being exiled from Waterdeep now right he lifts his hands up as he soars over the wall on the back of a griffin and everyone's like who the heck is that he lifts his hands up an explosion happens inside the safe haven all the guests are panicking and freaking there's tons of casualties and out from the very foundation of the building the bones of his opponents rise in undeath oh, that's cool yeah that's cool yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That's great. <laughs> That's really great. I like that. Quest. 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 It's really cool, too. He built the bones into the structure. Right. Why not? Yeah, why not? Your party is in the bar at the time, and a freaking skeletal hand punches out of the plaster <laughs> wall and grabs a poor person by the throat and starts trying to pull them into the wall. You're like, what the heck is happening? Well, undead just spill from all the walls, crashing out, falling from the ceiling. Oh, so cool. That's great. I love that. They're in the walls. In the walls. Koa Towers are a few wizard towers made by buying old warehouses and hapdashing them to towers with stone-shaped spells. Few have been within the towers, but those who have say they seem immensely bigger inside than outside, apparently holding over 50 rooms from tiny closets to immense halls. There are various glass statues and shattered piles of glass within the garden. There are actually thieves who tried to enter the building uninvited and were thusly transformed. If people wish to meet Alcindor or Dularc Colat, just leave word at the Beer Golem Tavern or wait for them there. The wizards are rarely seen together. If together, they tend to be in deep discussion or argument over some magical theory or other. Alcindor is by far friendlier with his ever-present owl familiar inquisitor. They rarely, if ever, work for hire and would be greatly offended by such suggestions. But they do help those they can and aid them in their respective researches and varied interests. Love it. Wizards, you need some stuff. You yeah. got to talk to Fun them. Fun little wizards. I like that it connects back to the beer golem and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Just like, like I think this is from the back, you know, early D&D where it seemed very common to hire people for everything. Yeah. Why there's that like mention. But yeah, it is cool that you can get like, you know, questions answered for them. The unassuming house of the wizard Kippian Fullmaster is a popular destination in South Ward. Many folks wanting potions find their way to Kippian's store. Save for the homunculus that answers the door and the stone golem hung with cloaks and hats in the entry hall, the ground floor looks like an abode of uh, any well-off, unpretentious merchant or widow. And those living near say Kippian is a quiet, kindly neighbor, an expert maker of potions who testily insists he is not running a potion shop. Kippian is too kind-hearted to turn the world away, and so always is selling potions to folk who turn up at his door. The proceeds fund his research. Kippian is a refiner of small and elegant magics, not a wizard bent on ruling the world. He is kind and easily moved, and is always helping hard luck cases. 
Those who are cruel or those who use magic to govern others make him very angry. He has been known to appear without warning and use his magic to deliver sharp lessons to such folks. Kipian's kindness and soft heart have led him to help many eager students of the art. It'd be cool if you were a student of his. That'd be fun. Mm. I think. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. Also, just have him show up one day and punch one of your party members in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Just stop being a jackass. Yeah, I know what you did. <laughs> this was a lesson from Kibian. Kibian Fleurmastier. Yeah. This has been a lesson. Fleurmastier's lessons. <laughs> Until next time, the more you know. He is hilarious. He should just show up and punch your party in the face one day, and then they'll have a vendetta, and they'll go find him, and he's, like, teaching a bunch of orphans magic, and he's this great man, and your party's like, yeah. oh, crap, maybe I did deserve that punch in the face. <laughs> also, I just love the yeah. idea of him just punching someone. But um, Waterdeep is so freaking funny, it's because so funny. every single establishment is, like... Yeah, here's this place. They have a space wizard mimic. Here's this place. They have freaking five golems. Here's this place. The bartender is a freaking hill giant. Here's this place. Homunculus, powerful wizard that can teleport around imposing his will, but he doesn't because he's so good hearted. Also has a golem. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, oh my God. Not only is everywhere run by 10th level adventurers, but all the 10th level adventurers have freaking margoils and mimics and golems under their command. Yeah. Don't, don't make anybody angry in Waterdeep. Yeah. I think that was, I I haven't read the tweet yet, but someone asked like Ed Greenwood, what's like, what would someone have to do to assault Waterdeep? And it does seem like, yeah, you know what? You get past the wall. You get past the army. You get past the walls. You get past the walking statues. You get past the giant living yeah, statues. And then yeah. everyone has so much power behind them. Everyone is everyone is a 10th level fighter with an army of margoils. Yeah. <laughs> what the heck, Waterdeep? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. We're just trying to have fun. Also, so looking at the map and yeah. clicking on all the dots, pretty much every establishment we mentioned today most of them have been on slop street Street. (laughs) all of them are on this is what i'm saying slop street is the happening street yeah slop street and black cloak alley is we covered the southern ward but mostly we covered (laughs) this one i'm not even kidding there's like there's like 15 dots here we covered them all okay and the funniest thing Mm -hmm. is that that's the street those freaking nobles built their villa on you assholes they They probably complain (laughs) that the bar is too loud next door or something (laughs) yeah it's the hippest hippest place in town black cloak alley and slop street hippest place in town and then these yuppie nobles move in i just connect with the poor people better it's like get out of here (laughs) yeah they live across the street from the beer golem and Uh. just just slightly down the street from safe haven inn there's also Tamora's Blessing there. They live across the street from Joaquin's Wares and Laren's Cartographers. Yo, this yeah. is a happening part That's of town. a happening part of town. That's a cool street. Slop street. <laughs> I can't believe the Falconmeers live there. I Okay, here's here's a character idea from here. You know how every town, or not every town, every city has like that one really like kind of like weird to everyone else, but per people in the town where like, oh yeah, that's like violin Darth Vader or that's like, horse jesus or something you know yeah yeah they're like person that's like they're they're kind of weird but they don't bother anyone and you know everyone kind of just knows them be that character be kind of someone like like i don't know you've you've done you've meddled in weird arcane arts or you're a warlock of some patron um and you're just kind of weird but like everyone that kind of just knows you as like oh yeah person's a bit weird but they're fine. I, I like them. I, you know, I, I talk to them sometimes. Uh, and that's like people know you as that in the ward. So it's not like you're well connected in the ward. It's just everyone kind of knows you. you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's just a goof. You're just a goof. <laughs> I like that. I just want to play those twins. The twin. Yeah. The twins is a cool character. I just want to play the twins. Yeah. 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 And yeah, this is a great place if your characters are coming on land to come through slop street is a great place they're just in water deep they're back in this they're back in town from a big adventure you know a big adventure somewhere this is great to go do a shopping episode you know and they need capian to come slap them into their place <laughs> exactly exactly yeah yeah no any any other ideas any other things you want to 
No, we covered a bunch. Nice. I think the quest involving the bitter guildmaster coming back and summoning all his undead he has built into the foundations of this old warehouse would be a fantastic quest line if you want undead. I think, especially if your party members are in the tavern when it happens, I think the kind of funny gotcha of the statue yeah. place yeah, yeah, yeah. where the guy is just actually dealing with assholes, <laughs> I think we've got that nice place that's a possible point for you to travel up to Saloon's Tears. That would be fun. Also uh get that dragon horn yeah get that dragon horn great that's it for a jury today remember that if you need to power level you can always pay your way for monster battle xp next week we'll cover oh there was also yeah. that the best quest line <laughs> from this reinstating that guy's portals. yeah yeah that was a cool quest line next episode we'll cover the trades ward thank you lily for joining me yeah and blend us for theme music around the fire. You can find them on Bandcamp. Links in the description of the episode. Please remember to rate, view, subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Oh, we now have YouTube. If you want to check up as YouTube and check out our social media for our upcoming Patreon. So yeah, listen to us there or wherever you listen to podcasts and have a great long rest. Bye.